feels so strange doing this, but I feel like my throat chakra really, really needs it. I have just had some kind of weird cold the last few days, so if my voice gets a little bit raspy, that's because of that. And also, my um, operation I had this time last year still has fucked my throat over, and I just realized how dirty my wintering is, so sorry about those noises. But, <coughs> we are here. I am driving to Bunbury. You are plunked in my cup holder, so I'm not touching you. Don't panic, Karen. It's fine. Um, <laughs> and I just thought I really needed to sit here. I don't know how long this will be, whether it'll be 10 minutes or 20. And I've got goosebumps, so I know I really need to do this. Um, but pretty much, I thought I would jump on and do like a six-month recap because in the last day or two, I have been finding myself in really um, physical states of anxiety and if you don't know what that means, basically what has been happening with me, I used to feel anxiety in my chest, I still do, um, and it would feel like someone was sitting on my chest and kind of like constricting my heart and I couldn't breathe kind of thing. Now it's progressed onto feeling it in my stomach. So. I quite um, like to think that this is worse. <laughs> um, feeling anxiety in your stomach is not very nice at all, to put it like that, I guess. Um, it makes me not want to eat, makes me feel sick when I eat, it makes me feel really uncomfortable all the time, and then I start worrying about feeling sick, and then it's just, you, you know, you get the gist. So, the last few days, I have been feeling super, super anxious in my stomach. Couldn't really know why. And then it hit me when um, Michaela J's podcast came out today. Um, she was talking about how it's now gone into cancer season. How I think it's Jupiter. Might be wrong, but Jupiter's retrograding through Pisces right now and then we also have the Mercury retrograde and we also just to add to that have the winter solstice we had that yesterday so I was like why the fuck do I feel so highly strong why the fuck do I feel like I can't keep anything um, running smoothly or not so much that why can't basically why can I not seem to be able to control anything right now and why can I not make plans right now and I just had to hit me in that podcast Jesus fucking Christ just stop so I thought I would jump on here and share my little journey on the last six months my progressions my growth my steps backwards everything that I can think of while I drive to Bunbury now I don't know if the acoustics are going to be shithouse or not because driving and the roads are bumpy as fuck but um anyway we'll see how it goes and I might just upload it anyway because surely someone will want to listen <laughs> anyway I don't know what kind of mood I in mood I in right okay well we get that um but we're just gonna roll with it so six months it is nearly the seventh month of the year so why don't we start from January oh god let me let me think back <coughs> so January I was coming out of a really dark time in my life why was it dark may you ask <laughs> let me get into that also I don't know why I'm being so theatrical in this podcast but anyway entertainment for somebody hopefully maybe I don't know um 
but a very, uh, uh, how would you put it, dark period of binge drinking. Now, I didn't turn into an alcoholic, thank goodness, because I do have a very addictive personality. But there was a few months there where I was filling a void that was very large with drinking. Also, got to make sure I don't speak because someone can get carried away. <laughs> so yes, I was binge drinking. I was going out Thursdays, Wednesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, drinking. Did it last very long? No. Only a few months, but still. I <laughs> spent about $3,000 out of my savings account, probably more purely on alcohol and did I enjoy the time um not particularly but did it feel good not to feel the shit that I was trying to cover up with the alcohol yes it fucking did <laughs> but that's not where I'm going with this so the void that I was trying to fill was it had hit the eight month mark where I had no longer my family on my paternal side which if you don't know what paternal is it's your father's side I had I didn't have them in my life anymore by choice but it was still a void so for 18 and a half years of my life I have had my father who made my life extremely difficult but still I still had him there he still held a lot of presence in my life I had his family and you know his mum his brothers and sisters his brothers and sisters, children, you know, you get the gist. So anyway, eight months had hit and I was really starting to feel the void of missing them. Actually, it wasn't missing them. I did not miss them. I have not had one second, might sound gross and mean, but I have not had one second where I missed them. Not one bit. But because I was drinking, I was drinking because I felt their void. For 18 and a half years, I was coasting through life, having probably about 15 or more people. It was a big family there, as well as everyone else I still have. But all of a sudden, it hit me that why do I feel so weird? Why do I feel out of whack? Why do I feel out of balance? It was because I had literally cut out over 15 people out of my life. And not all of them were me. They just had to go because they did not understand my actions and I needed to purify my space. So, there I was, 18, nearly 19, fit, no, I was 19 at this point when I was drinking. I was feeling that void where I just felt empty. I was starting to realize that I really did have daddy issues because when I did have a daddy, oh, so gross, I hate saying that word, but anyway, well, you know, you know, you know. Um, anyway, stop. Um, <laughs> I was starting to realize that I did have issues when it came to fatherly people in my life. So, the issues that were coming was because when I did have my dad in my life, it was a very toxic relationship. It was very gaslighting, abusive. Um, it was cruel. It was a really, really cruel relationship. So, when I did cut him off, it went from having all this disgusting, dark, abrupt, cruel energy around me that I'd only ever known, I hadn't known anything else, to having nothing. And I was like, ah, crap. Kind of going through withdrawals, you know, like a drug addict does, and they kind of, they don't want to feel what the, like the pain of withdrawing anymore. 
I didn't want to go back. I was strong enough not to go back. Thank God. But I was feeling that, like, oh my God, I don't like feeling this uncomfortable feeling of growth, but I don't want to go back. So what the fuck do I do? Because I don't want to feel these feelings. So I was drinking and I surrounded myself with people who also did that. And were they healthy people? Not particularly because they had the same problems as me. Not specifically, but they were using the same, what do you call it? Tools. They were using drinking, as I was, to not deal with their shit. So there was a lot of shit. So, come out of January, I was really trying to break that pattern. I went cold turkey on alcohol. I stopped drinking. It ended a few friendships, what's new, yada yada. But I knew I needed more. And I knew I needed to keep pushing. So, three months after, no. The last time I drank was on Australia Day. And I didn't get drunk. But the time before that, the last time I got drunk was New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. So I didn't drink between New Year's Day and Australia Day. And on Australia Day, I had a little bit. And that's when I decided I didn't want it anymore. Something else that was quite crucial in my self-development, I guess you could call it, was on Australia Day, which I don't like to recognize as Australia Day because I don't believe in it, but it just so happened that the Shire celebrates such things on that day. I didn't feel okay with the day. I felt really gross about it. I just have no respect for the Australia Day concept because I think it's disgusting that we celebrate a day that should not be celebrated. It's a day of trauma for so many people. Anyway, going off topic. On Australia Day, yuck, but anyway, on the 26th of January, I received the Citizen Award for my Shire. Now, I got this award for my work that I do with the ambulance. I am a volunteer ambulance officer. I have been for about a year, a year and a half, nearly two years now. So I got that because I was, I have put in more life than I've got into that job. And I think, you know, something that they brought up was um, in September alone last year, I did, I think, 19 jobs over that month, which is a lot, and spent over 60 hours in the back of the ambulance. So, that's a lot. And just to put that in perspective, the 60 hours only counts the time that I'm sitting in the back of the ambulance with a patient. It doesn't count the time that you're driving to the patient, or you're driving back from where you're taking them, or, you know, all the in-between bits or when you're cleaning the van, or anything like that. Um, so, 60 hours in the back of the van, purely with patients, nothing else, is a lot of freaking hours. So, along with that and a few other things, I received that award. It was one of the biggest honours I have had. It really reminded me of who I wanted to be, who I was, more like it, um, without all these expectations and programming and conditioning that I had um, been subjected to, but also exposed myself to. I'm really sorry about the windscreen wiping noise also, but anyway. I'm just gonna check. Yep, we're still recording. Just thought I, it would be a shame if we weren't recording all of that. 
Um, so yeah, the award that I received really highlighted to me that I needed to come back to self. So I cut everything toxic out. I did a full detox with people, with environments, with um, thought patterns, everything. Uh, anything that was bad for me or taking me down a road that I didn't want to be down, I cut out. So all of a sudden, I went from feeling like I was okay when I really, really wasn't because I was numbing this pain that I was feeling by drinking. I was feeling this feeling this void of not having certain family members there with other people and those people did not have good intentions whatsoever. Um, and I was basically letting myself get used. And was this healthy? Not at all. Um, but at the time it felt better because I wouldn't have had to feel what I was feeling. And, you know, they were both cons, but, you know, one con was worse than the other. So we chose the one that wasn't as bad. And this rain is really irking me because I feel like you won't be able to hear me. But it's fine. So, when I cut that out, I cut drinking out, as I said, the bad situations, the bad people, the bad environments, everything. And all of a sudden, I was left with another gaping hole that I had created myself because I didn't want to deal with my shit. So, I was absolutely given no choice by myself about fucking time to just sit with myself and be. Just be alone, completely alone, completely with all the bad shit that I was feeling. And it was it was scary. It was really freaking scary. But I had to do it and it was one of the best decisions I ever made. So I stopped drinking and I really became more in touch with myself. Now, through this, I kept in touch with my spiritual self. Somehow, I did it. I maintained my spiritual practices. I maintained my connection with my crystals and my soul friends and that kind of thing. But what was lacking was I had my spiritual self, but I didn't have me. And I think that was a huge um, trend. Not a trend as in like it was cool to do, but it was just something that was happening a lot where all these people who have immersed themselves in spirituality had spirituality, had everything like that, but they didn't have themselves because they'd completely immersed themselves in spirituality that they kind of lost themselves in everything else. So it was now time that I had to create my whole self and my whole self consists of knowing me, knowing what's important to me and staying true to my core beliefs which in turn revolve around spirituality. So it all just, yeah, it comes into play. So there I had to sit with my spirituality as a safeguard, thank God, because I completely am in awe of what spirituality has done for my life and the belief systems I've created for myself through that. So I had to sit with myself and really just rewrite who I was. I had to sit with who I wanted to be, who I felt I was, and I had to do it. Otherwise, I would go down a path where I've been faced with before, 
where I wouldn't recognize the person I'd look at when I look in the mirror. And I don't like choosing that as an option. You've probably noticed that by now. So, January and February, I really, really just focused on me. Everything I did was for me. And it sounds selfish, take it as you will, but it saved my life. So, everything I did was for me. And that went on for a few months. And then I started to really feel comfortable with that pattern and that phase in my life. I was okay. I didn't know. I, I no longer felt the need to fill the void of things. I felt strong enough and I created a strong enough mindset within myself to no longer reach for alcohol and reach for um, disruptive friendships to distract myself from what I was really going through. And then I went through the guilts. So the guilts are ah, the guilts. They are something that I have been faced with every time I try and fill a void with something that's not good for me because I go and put myself in situations and you know I'm too hard on myself I know and most of the situations aren't even that bad but for me they're fucking bad and I don't like them so when I get myself out of those situations I've healed from them I then get the guilt kind of like a mini dark night of the soul when you're having your spiritual awakenings kind of like that probably it was a mini one so I was feeling guilty I was feeling fucking angry at myself as I do as I said because I could no longer and not could no longer because in those three months I had put myself in gross situations where people were beginning to think that that was who I was or not so much beginning to think but I was meeting new people that I wouldn't normally hang out with or hang around and they were seeing me only in those states so their their perspective of me was based off this few months that they knew me that they saw of me that I wasn't okay but they didn't know I wasn't okay they just thought that that was me so there I was after a few months of healing after that feeling so tremendously angry at myself because here I have this handful of people, not that it matters in the scheme of things, that now defined me by things I didn't want to be defined by. The things that really were not me, that really had no symbolization of anything I was. And I was like, well, here I've got to rewrite myself. And then I was like, I don't want to spend my life proving to people that are pretty insignificant in the scheme of things to my life not in general everyone's important but in my life they don't play a huge role so I had this mindset where I'm like well I need to prove myself I need to prove to everyone that I'm not that person and I was like you know what no don't do that do not spend your precious time proving to people who you are you need to just be you need to be you and whatever that is you will attract the right people the people who you need to have in your life and who you need to be in their life will be attracted to your true vibration so don't try and prove anything don't try and make sense of anything don't try and put yourself out there to prove who you are just be so there i was just being me and people were a little confused by that <laughs> and i understand that i 
understand because I went through the stage where I was always out there. I was always being seen. I was always there, if you know what I mean. And then all of a sudden I came back to self and I'm like, well, who the fuck's this? And it was actually just me, but they didn't know me. So they didn't know how to perceive it. And I really, really, even to today, struggle with other people's perceptions of me because of my past self who's been in dark situations putting myself in shitty situations so then it became a constant reminder that I needed to let go of what other people think of me because at the end of the day as I said the right people will gravitate towards me the right people will understand me the way they need to understand me and at the end of the day as long as I'm at peace with who I am then I can't I can't leave it really seek more because surrendering is one of the most powerful powerful things I've ever done and I feel like a lot of people with spiritual practices or even just anything if you surrender control you're going to be okay and I just had to surrender control I had to just sit there and be completely me and it made me uncomfortable it made me really quite uncomfortable because I didn't I still felt like I wasn't being understood but then again I had to remind myself that I will attract the right people and that I did so then I went on to the process of after being angry just surrendering understanding that everything happens for a reason and as Michaela J has been saying everything is going to work out best case scenario so I had to really remind myself of that all the time and I was being taunted with my past life and when I say past life it was literally three months but still it screwed me over a bit so here I was being taunted by this self I'd created for only three months sorry I'm just overtaking hence the indicator um and you know people that I spent time with during that period were coming up and messaging me and I feel like it was the universe really testing me to see if I really was dedicated to being myself um past flings I had were messaging me trying to draw me back in past friendships that weren't good for me trying to draw me back in and it really was the universe testing me but I didn't submit to that I kept pushing and it was uncomfortable maybe for a second here it would have been easier just to go with it but I didn't because I knew that if I kept pushing I would get to the end or from another perspective I would get to the start of a new beginning and that I did I kept pushing I didn't go back to my old ways I didn't go back to the ways where I was numbing my feelings with disruptive behaviors I didn't do that every feeling that I felt I felt I let myself feel it I acknowledged it was there I wallowed in it for a day maybe 10 minutes sometimes depending on how hard ass I was feeling but then I got the fuck back up and I kept going because I knew where I wanted to be and I wasn't there yet so I kept pushing I kept pushing past the temptations I kept pushing past the possible easier options in that time just to go back just to numb those feelings because at the moment they felt too hard I kept pushing sorry my freaking nose 
know me could see the difference in me could see that my skin was healthier that my hair was growing that I was healthy and I was okay with being alone I was okay with not having a huge circle I was okay with not going out I quite preferred staying at home I was I was at peace I was at true blissful peace and it was it was something else and I wallowed in that beautiful peace and I still do to this moment and there's no true way to describe peace except just saying it was peace I was literally floating but at the same time moving so fast through the motions of beautiful beautiful things that I had manifested and created for myself and I was doing this because I had come to terms with everything I had accepted everything I had surrendered completely and I had come home to myself like I said before I had come home to myself who I am as a core human but also who I am within my spiritual practices as well and I learned how to balance that and I learned how to thrive of being grounded but always moving forward and always striving for more and it was one of the like oh this year has been something I have manifested so many crazy crazy things that I never would have thought possible and I'm so beyond grateful for it so that was a process that was a whole fucking process if you didn't realize I don't know how long I've been talking but anyway so that was the process that I was going through I was now at a stage where I was in complete peace now (laughs) then it comes when it really isn't expected I was thinking you know I am okay with being alone I don't really want to I don't want anyone I don't really want to seek more friends I don't really want to seek a boyfriend I don't really see myself having a partner (laughs) um I don't really um see it for me not yet anyway I was so content and felt so in my power being single being alone and I was okay with that I wasn't seeking anyone's attention I wasn't looking for anyone's validation I wasn't even trying to make myself feel validated because I was just being at peace and I wasn't seeking any type of validation or wanting anything and then long and behold my now partner comes along completely unexpected absolutely unexpected it really it was at a time where I was so surrendered where I was you know I was at a place where I'd never been before and I was sitting in that space for about a month and a half before he came along but as I said it was during a time where I absolutely did not expect it I wasn't looking for it I didn't really want it But as they say in the greatest love stories, it is so cringe when you know you know. So I'm not going to share our huge love story on here, but I I found my soul person. And as crazy and as cringe as you will that to be, it's true. And it's something.
wouldn't even really count them. You know, they were high school slings. And I actually would sit there and go like, I don't think they're going to last. Like, I don't see myself going past like six months with them. Did I go past six months with them? No, I didn't. Um, but with this one, I see it all. I genuinely see it all. And I have no hesitation in saying that. And I'm someone who is very optimistic, but I can also be very pessimistic too about things that I have doubted in the past. So, um, yeah, I had to throw myself in. But that didn't come without the struggles because I have had not one, not even one, healthy relationship with a male in my life. I have had disgusting relationships with males. I didn't trust them. I didn't want to ever at this point in time put myself in the hands of another person that could potentially hurt me because it had happened so many times. And here I found myself falling so fucking hard for this for this man and he was everything and more I could have ever dreamed of. He listened to me, he encouraged me, he is my biggest fan, he is my cheerleader, he is my guide, he is my listening ear, shoulder to cry on, everything and more. I literally cannot emphasize that anymore. Like he's anything I would have dreamed of if I could have written my perfect man of my dreams out on paper, he would be it and more. So here I was, faced with this beautiful human being who was ready to completely give his life and share it, not give his life, but like give his life that he has now and then begin to share his life that he has now with me and he loved me, he loves me so fucking much and I say that with so much ease. So yeah, there I found myself with this human that is everything and more mate anxiety creeps back in and going oh <laughs> no <laughs> and I remember and he remembers this too we were starting to like really you know spend time together and we went out on this little day trip and I was sitting in the car and uh, it felt fucked in my mind because I was angry at myself because I could see how beautiful this was but I was trying to convince myself that it was going to hurt me. And he was doing really cute things like trying to hold my hand when we walked outside. I would literally pull away from him. And I look back now and feel like a gross, disgusting bitch of a human being for doing that. But I was scared. I was fucking scared. And there I went from, you know, not wanting it at all to being faced with this beautiful human being who loves me wholeheartedly and I love him and I was scared for him to touch me and you know we've worked past that but it was a process it was a process that lasted probably a few weeks and I know that's not much time but it felt like fucking forever and I was it was it was fear and my anxiety was trying to make me run away from one of the best relationships, no, the best relationship in any regard that I've ever had, my anxiety from fear was trying to make me run away from it, make me try and convince myself that I didn't need it. But for once in my life, when it comes to 
relationships, I, I was safe. And I really, really felt that in my core. I felt it in every ounce of my being that I was safe with him. So I pushed through it and I persevered and all of a sudden everything was perfect, literally. The communication is perfect, the intentions are perfect, they're pure, they're beautiful, everything. You can't fault it, anything, like even little tips. We talk about them for like three hours because <laughs> we just, everything is just how it's meant to be and I genuinely believe cheese balls as that sounds that we were meant for each other and it's crazy it's really freaking crazy to think that all that time that I was self-destructing and believing that you know I didn't know what I was working towards and I was going to be alone forever and maybe being alone forever is what I wanted all that time at the end of that tunnel there was this human waiting for me and we didn't see each other coming either of us were looking for it we, either of us weren't looking for it like you know what I mean and I pushed through that anxiety because I was scared I was scared to let someone have such a hold on my life and you know I have not at all lost my independence I have not at all lost any ounce of myself and that's how I know that it's a beautiful beautiful relationship because in past relationships and friendships, I have always lost myself. I have always immersed myself in these people that weren't aligned with me to the point where when they're gone, or I have to end up cutting them off because I'm left with nothing, nothing of substance, nothing at all. Um, yeah, there's literally nothing there. So if you've made it to this end of the podcast, Congratulations. I'm probably going to chat like another few minutes just until I drive into another town so I won't touch my phone while I'm driving, of course. But yeah, if you've made it to the end of this podcast, good fucking job. <laughs> I um, will, I'm probably going to PR this right now. So, um, yeah, with this, I, a part of me not losing myself, a part of me has also been amplified with this relationship and with my peaceful state of mind and how freaking amazing I feel and everything that I'm um, achieving right now, I have also managed to go and create a whole fucking retreat. Now, this retreat came to me in a dream. I had a dream that there were a crowd of women who had experienced sexual assault, domestic violence, or and abuse of any kind nothing is on the spectrum nothing at all so like no, nothing is on the spectrum not that's not what i mean but like there is no spectrum there is nothing that's too little or too good anything that has even made you question yourself is what makes you worthy of coming to this retreat so i went to Haley guyver Haley guyver photography she is a beautiful empowering photographer in town i went to her and I said, look, I have this idea. I've been sitting on it for nearly two months because I'm not intimidated by it. I told her my story of domestic violence. I told her my story of sexual assault. And I told her my story of abuse. All of them. All of them happened to me before I was 16 years old. <laughs> so, I went to her and she said, let's fucking roll with it. And she came 
this idea is fucking great. It needs to become a thing. But I need you to do it. You need to do it. This is your idea. This is your concept. You need to do it. And I was like, oh my fucking God. Are you joking? I don't want to do this. And you know why I didn't want to do it? For a split second. Because I felt like I was kind of hiding behind Hayley. Hayley could be the face and I would just be like the brains behind it. No, 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 no. Hayley could not be my shield. I had to create my own shield. I had to be the face of this whole retreat that has now turned into a 40-person event that is full of yoga, guided meditations, healing, journaling, essential oil workshops, party foods, discussions, healing, the fucking red carpet of confidence from Jessie Jolly. It's got everything and more that is going to help women survivors that have experienced domestic violence, sexual assault and or abuse to empower themselves and to take back their power. You can find our Facebook page on Rise Women's Retreat on Facebook and also I talk a lot about it. Pretty much everything that's on that Facebook page is shared on my personal Instagram page which is gypsychild underscore times two. So gypsy scar, gypsy child with two underscores. So yeah, I then just had to take it. I had to create it myself. I had to be the face. We did a promo video where it was me in my fucking underwear in front of the whole town, probably the whole state, uh, probably internationally actually because quite a few famous people shared it, which was freaking blessing. Um, and this video captured the hearts of so many people. And so many women have come to me saying this is exactly what I needed. This is divine timing. This is what I've been calling in. This is the space that needed to be created. And I'm so grateful for you to create it. It's now, um, we had everything donated to us. So everyone is doing or donating their stuff for free. I'm just pulling over in the car park so I can end this in a second. So it is centered in the heart of the bush between I'm not going to give you anything too specific but it's between Nadup, Bridgetown and Manjima and there's no car parks great um just pull around so yeah it's in the bush the place is not going to be disclosed publicly for privacy reasons um, but pretty much it is a day jam-packed full of healing and I I'm the founder of it I am the founder of Rise Women's Retreat and it is next weekend it is Sunday the 27th of June and it has gone from strength to strength it is one of my biggest achievements and I'm so fucking excited to share more about the day with you but I just thought I would involve that little end bit in there because, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I can't fathom it quite yet. It's not, doesn't feel real. It's a, it was a dream and now it's become reality 10 times, 100 times better than I ever thought. So I thought I would just share that little bit with you. I am going to end this podcast now. Um, if you made it to the end, thank you. I hope you enjoyed my six-month past recap. Um, Yeah. 
and I'm sorry if the driving noises were pissing you off, but it's the only time that I have this much space, so, <laughs> um, or only space I have this much time, but, um, yeah, I hopefully will jump back on soon, but no promises, because you know that I'm not very good at, anyway, hoping, hoping to open my throat chakra a little bit more, but, um, have a good day, or night, wherever you are.